Good evening and welcome to another episode of When I Say I Mean. I am your co-host Austin. And I am your other co-host Adrian. Good. Uh, so, oh, like two weeks ago I read an article about um, masculinity and um, trends in masculinity. Uh, so, the article is called A Crisis in Modern Masculinity. Um, it seems that lots of people like to say things are having a crisis, probably because it, it makes for a good uh, headline. It convinces people to read the article. Mm-hmm. And it's it's on The Guardian um, by, wow, Pankaj Mishra, which Ooh. I apologize to everyone who has ever been... <laughs> on the Indian subcontinent for that pronunciation. We're just going to post a link, so you don't actually have to, like, try to figure out how the name is spelled. Yeah. Um, I like The Guardian a lot. They're, uh, they're kind of like the British New York Times, so... Mm-hmm. If, if that's any recommendation at all to you. Uh, I like The Guardian, but... So, but, before we get into this, I learned something recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned that Donald Glover and his brother Stephen Glover were writing a Deadpool animated series. Interesting. But it is canceled now. Um, Who is Donald Glover? Donald Glover is an actor slash comedian slash musician slash rapper um, slash director and writer um he does a lot of things mm-hmm. um i don't know if he's best known his kind of breakout role was on the television series community um he had a rap career slash musical career as childish gambino i think he still does he still does he has like one big song out right now um or like a few months ago oh yeah it was featured on uh, get out mm-hmm. uh and he is now uh, the main character slash writer and sometimes director of Atlanta, which I, I think I recommended three or four weeks ago. Yeah, something like that. So anyway, I learned about it and was like, wow, okay. I, I'm not like a huge Deadpool fan, but I feel like that'd be good. I'm actually uh, kind of like a dead, Deadpool-like hater. Um... Have you seen the movie? No. I okay, hope you never I see it either. in my life. I heard a brief synopsis of it once. It, that wasn't me. No, it wasn't. I was shocked. Dude. I mean, I wasn't shocked that the guy who gave me the brief synopsis gave it to me because he loves everything Marvel. But mm-hmm. it's shocking that somebody gave a brief synopsis that wasn't you. Michael does sometimes. Sometimes. Anyway. Uh, but, oh, yeah. So my question, How does that apply? First question. How do how do people end up being brother writer director pairs? Because we need to get in on it. Lots of people do that, it seems. And yeah. Okay, um, so I can only think of like the Cohen brothers, the Russo brothers, the Nolan brothers, the Wachowski siblings. I don't know who they are. They directed the Matrix and the Matrix two and three. If I had to guess how it happened, it would be like 
one of them made it, and then they were just like, hey, I can pretty much bring whoever I want, yeah. and then, like, you're in. I think okay. that would be my guess that happened to, like, the Nolans. Mm. But I don't know, and probably the Glovers. Yeah. So, anyway, that's just my jealousy. Does that apply at all, or is that just it does not. for fun? Okay. Um, yeah. No, but yeah, we should um, we should be a directing slash writing duo. I think that'd yeah. be good. I don't know a lot about directing. Mm-hmm. Which is maybe a a hurdle. But I don't think so. I mean, people can do anything they want these days. Um. Okay. Okay. I guess. It's 2018. Fair enough. So anyway. The actual article is is talking about masculinity and where the the author is coming from. There is a a strong nationalist slash what he says is a Hindu supremacist movement sweeping India right now. I mm. I one of my good friends here is from India, and he said there is a children's book that lists uh, Adolf Hitler as a good model for boys growing up. So, Isn't that referenced in this book? They talk or this about, article? They, they talk about Mein Kampf being a uh, a good um, as a bestseller and they also say they might actually. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Indirectly. But it, they say Hitler is seen as a, as a role model. Mm-hmm. Um, or like an example of a good leader. Uh so that's kind of the the drift of things in a lot of India, um, yeah. which is where he's coming from. So he's he's looking to say he he says this Hindu supremacy and other nationalist um, I think he says hyper machoism movements um, are appearing all over the world right now, and he's trying to trace that back to their root causes. Um, so I guess what I want to want to talk about is: uh, Are we moving to a more hyper-masculine ideal? And if so, why? If not, okay. Um, and is that good? Is modern masculinity in crisis? That was kind of a lot. Yep. I'm going to try to answer that in bits and pieces. That's good. So, what was your first question? Um, are we moving towards hyper-masculinism? Um, honestly, I don't think that I have a good sense of the world and its where it's heading. In mm-hmm. my my personal experience... I would say not really. Um, Just as context, though, we live in the 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 New England area, which is, I, I think, the stronghold out, outside of the the Pacific Northwest and California. Or just the Pacific Coast. Yeah, <laughs> the New England is like the the stronghold of unmasculine men. That that's fair. That's fair. So. True. That's probably... In America. A part of that. Um, 
but I, I don't think that I don't get the sense that it's any more it, it's not hyper it's not really mm-hmm. more extreme than it has been in the past um, and I'm just nationally I feel like it has been toned down a little bit um, I and again maybe this is because I live in New England but I, I don't feel like um, that is kind of like the goal you know um it mentions in here um sylvester salone and arnold schwarzenegger as like the embodiment of masculinity i was thinking of like ron swanson um and i and i just don't get the sense that that is like the trajectory of all men in this country i think that why and and again I think his article may have a point when it's talking about like world leaders mm-hmm. um, but I don't know if that necessarily reflects all of the nation yeah uh, I, I would say it's more of like a, uh, I don't want to say it's a divide because that's so cliche Uh <laughs> But, like, it kind of is. Like, they're saying kind of the the revival of hyper-masculinity in um, America comes from 9-11. So if, if George Bush is the embodiment of that, I think in many ways Barack Obama is a reaction to George mm-hmm. Bush and his persona. Mm-hmm. And Trump is clearly, like, almost, like, very intentionally and explicitly... Uh, a reaction to Obama and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not even like his policies, but just like everything he's ever done or said. Right. Right. Um, so I, yeah, I, it's such a cop out, but like it goes, it goes both ways. There's, um, I think there are many people who, um, they say like the, the equality doctrine there's many people who support that um though i'm using that quote amazingly out of context mm-hmm. um and i think there are people who um are do like want more machoism from their leaders like mm-hmm. trump presents himself as a very manly guy in a way right um and like if you look at uh, the reasons why he praises other world leaders is he says oh they're strong and Mm -hmm. they have control over their governments Mm -hmm. um and over their people um which is kind of a you know a, a typical masculine trait um but yeah i have not been all over the world right um, so I don't know if that's true for everyone, uh, but I, I th- yeah, generalizations are pretty bad in general. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think there is part of the U.S. that is um, looking for more of the, the like what he would say is machoism, mm-hmm. um, and part of the U.S. that is looking for not that 
Right. Uh, um, I was yeah, I was thinking about Stallone and Arthur. Wait, Ar- Arnold. Arnold. I don't know who Arthur is. Uh, <laughs> but um, thinking about like the modern oiled up shirtless men who appear on our movies mm-hmm. um, they're they're not really like down to earth type people like I don't know if Arnold's character is supposed to be but like Rocky and Rambo are supposed to be quasi relatable at least I, I don't know I mean the person that comes to mind for me is Dwayne the Rock Johnson and like I feel like in some of his okay. roles, he's kind of down-to-earthy. Okay, I was thinking, like, Chris Hemsworth and just, like, the Hollywood Chris Festival. Yeah, okay. Um, maybe Chris, um, what's his name? Pratt. Dwyer. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Pratt. He's the most relatable of the Chris's, but mm-hmm. they're, they're not very, they don't, in their movies, they don't appear very down to earth. Right, right. Though maybe we're just in like their Terminator phase, um, collectively. It's it's possible. Uh, but there. Yeah, I don't know if there's a divide between people who watch Marvel movies and people who don't. Anyway, just everyone does. So yeah, yeah, it's kind of just. Um, so what was your next question? Maybe we'll be able to answer that since we haven't traveled the world. Yeah. Um, if we are, why? Um, if not, okay. Again, I kind of answered that. I think it's more of just like postulating. Not postulating. Is that the word? Posturing. That's the word I want to use. Mm-hmm. Posturing by world leaders and I think that's why it, it seems that way. But again, that's just my perspective. So why are why is there so much posturing among these world leaders though? Like uh, three years ago, we had like the world power couple of Obama and Ang- Angela Merkel, and now it's like the people that we talk about are Trump, Putin, and uh, um, Xi, or however you say the, the, the president Chinese. of China. Yeah, I think it's Xi because I, I probably, honestly, we've been talking a lot about Russia, and probably Putin's to blame. Um, a lot has happened in Russia since towards the end of Obama's time in office and mm-hmm. now throughout um, Trump's presidency. And so I think that I think that Putin's always kind of been that kind of macho. Yeah, but we had ignored him for years. Like Right. And and so this is my point, is that now as Putin continues continues to do things, as we've talked about in the past, trying to force people to notice them, mm-hmm. um, we now see Trump stepping in, saying, "Okay, we can't let the, allow this to continue to go unnoticed." And now I have to step up and try to be try to out macho this guy. So, would you say it's due to a lack of uh, 
like a f- the failure of the foreign policy of the Obama administration? No, I don't think so because well, I mean maybe, but I don't think so. I think we were going to head in this direction anyways. Um but what if what if the Obama years had been so great for foreign policy that Putin had faded into obscurity? I what I'm arguing is that Putin and Russia would have done whatever it had taken to avoid fading into obscurity. So since the open hand didn't work, now we're going with the fist? Sure. That sounds like a failure of Obama's foreign policy. Listen, I don't know anything about foreign policy, so I can't really cast any judgments. Mm. Again, we're talking about world things that I don't really know about, so... That's fair. Do you have any other thoughts, or should we go to the next question that um, may actually impact me? Well, they all impact well, okay, me. Okay, well, but. yeah, I was, okay, I was going to ask a different question, but let's just let's go to the next question. Mm-hmm. Um, is masculinity facing a crisis? Um, I don't think so. Um, well, okay, again, it depends on how you define it. If you're, if you're define def- crisis or masculinity? Masculinity. Um, if you're looking at it in the traditional macho sense as we, as this article I believe is defining it and how we've been talking mm-hmm. about it so far, I think maybe, I think crisis is, again, kind of just a grabby word. I don't know if it's necessarily in a crisis. Huh. Um, grabby word. That was not intended. Um... But I think it's just I think it's just transforming slightly. Um, mm-hmm. I would argue for the better, but um, those who are pushing for the hyper masculinity macho ness may call it a crisis. Okay. Um, so I was thinking about this, mm-hmm. and I, I like I think I've known this for a while, but um, this article kind of made me think of it more formally to me manliness and like being a good man are different concepts um Mm. and is that something that's generally held you as everyone else um or is that just something that i imagine in my fantasy world um and is that to me that's that's kind of the the concept or like that's kind of the heart of the crisis mm-hmm. if there is one people who um don't separate manliness and being a man or like being a good man even being a man is like what i think of as manliness right um and people who do separate those things mhm mhm so I'm going to not try to just speak for everyone in the world. Ah, bummer. I mean, I'm going to, but just for the sake of this episode, not that I have pulled every man. Um, I would say, generally speaking, is our... I'm trying to rephrase your statement. Mm -hmm. Is this definition of macho-ness what it means to be a good man? I would say that a lot of people would define that to be true. And probably the majority of people. The majority of men. Um, 
do I agree with this? No, I probably would agree more with you. Um, just because I think that there are some things that are not that all things that are traditionally manly or macho are bad things. Um, I just don't think that that is what it takes to be a good man. Um, I'm going to give an example. Okay, bueno. Um, so as you were describing that, I was thinking of um, Atticus Finch. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for some reason, when you are were we saying... Going- are we going just to kill a mockingbird, Atticus? That is what I'm familiar with. Okay. So Good. yes. Um. When you were describing good, when you said the word "good man," that just reminded me of something that they would say in "To Kill a Mockingbird." I'm not sure if they did, but well, just, I like to think of myself mentally as an old-timey Southerner. So. <laughs> okay, that's that's fair. That's um, not true, but. Right. I mean, old maybe. Anyways, um, he he does, I would say, Atticus Finch, um, if you're not familiar with the story To Kill a Mockingbird, you should just go read it, mm-hmm. um, which, by the way, I have read, so I can actually make that recommendation. Good. Um, can pause this podcast to do that. You could, um, but some people are slower readers than others. Um, basically, Austin, you want to give a brief synopsis? Sure. Uh, so the story centers on, uh, a child named Scout, um, a.k.a. Jean Louise. Jean Louise is her real name, Scout's the a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Um, and her, it's basically her childhood. Um, and kind of the dramatic action centers around, uh, a trial of a, shoot, I forget his name. Um, Boo Radley. Nope, that's not who I'm thinking of. Boo Radley's kind of—he's kind of secondary action. I don't know. Atticus's central storyline centers around. Um, ah, shoot. I'm gonna look it up right it, now. It's not important. He—he he is an African American man. It takes place in the '50s. Mm-hmm. African-American man who is accused of raping a, a white young woman. Um, and he is a lawyer who is defending him. Um, and ultimately fails. He goes to jail and is shot. Not Atticus. The... Not Atticus. Right. Um, but Atticus is also, like, secretly like a uh like a sharpshooter mm-hmm. um and and other things happen uh boo radley's there and he saves the kids from being knifed by um the woman's father other things happen that's fine that that's basically what I wanted you to get across so why I think Atticus Finch is a good example of this is that he does do some of the... He does ex- exemplify some of these things that are traditionally manly. Tom um, Robinson. Tom Robinson, that's his name. Um, shooting things. Um, 
putting down dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at <laughs> you, kinda, old yeller. <laughs> it's kind of terrible, and we probably shouldn't laugh. But, um, but that's something that's kind of traditionally macho. But then he also just does other things that I think make him a good man. Um, for instance, just defending this man in this trial. Um, Who is, like, pretty obviously innocent. Right. Right. If if that wasn't clear from my mm-hmm. synopsis. So, just like standing up for what is right, um, being very wise in his, not only his decision making, but also his interactions with Jean Louise and others. Um, so I just think it, it's more well-rounded than, like, a lot of other characters. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, like, I don't know. Comparing it to a movie character is, is probably just, like, not fair. But, like... Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't think of an example from a I book. Have, I have not seen any of the Rambo films, but Rambo does not strike me as a particularly rounded character. Right, right. Um, um, so, so that would be kind of my thought, um, is that the things that are traditionally manly aren't necessarily bad. I think that they can be taken too far, and there are things that probably are already too far that some of this article kind of gets into. Um, but there are more things than just those things that it, it takes to make a good man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so to try to explain what I mean when I separate the two things like I maybe arrogantly or naively consider myself to be a good man but I don't consider myself to be manly Mm -hmm. Uh, like I don't hunt Uh, I fished like once at a elementary school birthday party nice Um, thank you Um, I used to lift weights but I haven't for like two years uh I don't really watch sports. Uh, I don't drink beer. Um, I don't sleep around. So I don't, like, I don't do very macho things Mm -hmm. (laughs) with my time. That might be an understatement. Uh, (laughs) Like this week, I read a lot of poetry. Nice. Uh, So, yeah, so I, I don't think of myself as manly but i when i i can consider myself not manly but not think wow i'm really lacking as a man right i need i need to be doing these things to actually be a man Mm -hmm. um i don't think about masculinity that way but i guess now that i like say it that way a lot of people do right no i think for sure i think a lot of people do kind of attribute those things and i think it's i think it's just a hindrance to people because i think like i don't i don't know it, so it, isn't that kind of a crisis like if you have to redefine your definition of what it takes to be a good like functioning in your like societal role it, it might be in a crisis but i don't i don't think it is based on what this article is saying or at least my understanding of what the article is saying it seems to me and correct me, I could be completely opposite, in which case sure. I need to maybe read the article again. But it seemed to me that the article was saying, like, 
we men are becoming quote unquote quote too weak, and so we need to go back to this hyper masculinity. Um, they, they're saying that's the driving force, like the perception of weakness is the the uh, impetus for hyper masculinity. I think I used that word correctly. So, so I would argue that the crisis is not in that the the men are too weak. It's just that they are incorrectly defining masculinity. Mm-hmm. So in that case, maybe, but I don't agree with what the article is saying. Um, but if there, like, if there is a overcorrection, does that create like? Does that like lend itself to conflict with other groups of people, like women? I think so. Oh, I think so. And I think that that I could be wrong, but I think that that's why we see this, like, push for hypermasculinity as part of it, right? As like, women are, like, pushing for more feminism, or in a sense, changing what traditional feminism has been. Mm-hmm. Men are probably trying to just hold on to perceived power by pushing for hypermasculinity, which has worked in the past. But, I, I, yeah, I don't know. But, like, so Me Too, maybe it's too new, mm-hmm. but it, it hasn't seemed to create, like, a, I don't, maybe I am just in my own bubble, and I don't see other sides of things. But it hasn't seemed to create, like, a really manly backlash. Um, I think yes and no. I, I, well, okay. So I don't think that it's... I think specifically the Me Too movement is probably too recent to attribute anything to. But I think the increase in, like, w- women seeking equal pay and work and, you know, just, like this equality movement, which I think has been going on for more than just recently, um, I think that that is kind of the underlying thing that is, like, stirring this this push for hyper-masculinity. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I, like, I would, I would more say it's just, like, the loss of there's no there's less need for traditionally manly things to actually sustain a like household if that makes sense i see what you're saying they talked about that a little bit in the article too right about how like he went even back to like as far as back as like switching from a mainly agrarian society Um, yeah I, like I think it's more of that loss than it is people trying to be equal because, like, I, so I watched Ken Burns The West a while back, mm-hmm. and Ken Burns is saying like the frontiers, which are like the most manly places you can be, mm-hmm. in my mind, are the places that pushed equality because you need everyone if you're gonna mm. actually survive. Right. Um. Like women had the right to vote first in the West. Um, 
So, yeah, to me it's more of the loss of the, yeah, the utility of manliness. That right. Is, is, that is, requires more of a stretch to me. But I think, I think the two kind of go hand in hand, right? Because as, as you continue to lack these traditionally manly tasks or jobs, right? It allows mm-hmm. the, the jobs that need to be done to come into a smaller range where it's more of like skilled labor as a, or, or like knowledge based as opposed to just like lifting brute based. strength. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah. And so, like, as that has condensed, and then, therefore, the same jobs that men are doing, women also are doing and can do just as well, like, I think that that, that is causing this is, like, okay, have I, I've lost this position of power, in a sense. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to gain that back by stepping into the things that had once made them that powerful thing. Did that make sense? Uh, what do you mean by stepping into? By by pushing hypermasculinity. So since we don't have, since we aren't like working out in fields and breaking rocks and mining, um, we have to do these like perceived macho things in order to get back to a time where we actually had to do those things. Um, I'm not saying it's going to work or it's effective. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, that's why that's why I think it's happening. So if it's not a crisis, and I'm, I'm kind of more of the camp that it's, it's just like a slow crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, how do things change or should things change? Cause like, I, like to me, the crisis is, is, is shown in like suicide rates, hmm. right? The people who like the biggest victims of gun violence in the United States are like white middle-aged men mm-hmm. killing themselves. Mm-hmm which is not to diminish other gun violence that happens in the world, like in the U.S., mm-hmm. but just to emphasize, like, that is, to me, that is a crisis. Right. And it's pretty contained to men. hmm And, like, I guess I'm, I'm going to reframe your place of power as privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, so people who are losing traditionally privileged places Mm -hmm. so so like I see that as a crisis right so how does that change how do we go about changing that if I was trying to make the world a better place yeah I think and of course I am no expert or really have any knowledge other than my personal experience but I think it just comes from like a redefining of what is what has worth or what gives my life worth, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I don't think it's necessarily to take away anything 
to take away this idea of of manliness, but rather like redefine it in a way that is um, more fits our society today. Um, because and, and I think and where that shows up is like in in fatherhood or mm-hmm. in being a, a role model. Um, you don't necessarily have to be a father to be a role model, but but you can influence people. Um, and I and I think that that's what should be the the privilege, right? I don't I don't maybe that's the wrong word to use, but like, how do we influence people? Um, and so I think that that's another crisis, right? The idea of father figures in in people's lives. Um, and so I think by redefining what it means um, to be manly doesn't necessarily... I think it needs to change. Yeah. Um, and I think that, that we're in a... This is showing a resistance to that change. Um, and so where some of the, the principles, I think, stay... Um, I think they just kind of work themselves out differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I can try to think of some examples if you want to respond. Um, yeah, I, I think it just it takes a, a broadening. I don't want to say everyone should view the world like me because that sounds very myopic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't think of manliness as what it takes to be a man mm-hmm. because like life hmm. is more than that mm-hmm. um like we're we're not just men or yeah uh like we have a life to live regardless of what our gender is um mm-hmm. and we can use that life for to help or harm people um right. So, and I was I was thinking, in elementary school, uh, in fifth grade, we had to write letters about, or like, to our role models, and then have them delivered to people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I wrote mine to my dad. But just, like, the question of heroes, like, who, who are our heroes in society? Mm-hmm. Um, like, who do we aspire to be like? And I don't really know. Right. Um, getting back to the Hollywood Chris Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Thor seems good. Like, he's... Uh, that seems fine. But it is a very... Like, it's completely unattainable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, Captain America seems fine. But he's, like... Uh, m- m- scientifically enhanced mm-hmm. super soldier. He, yep. He's he's a, like, if anything, he should be a super villain. Um, <laughs> just like look at his origin story. A German yeah. scientist injects him with steroids, yep. and he becomes like a fighting machine. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyways, I guess that is the Winter Soldier's origin story. Yeah. Anyway, um. So I I think it we need to broaden who our heroes are to be yep. uh, people who who are uh, broader than Rambo and Rocky. 
Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which I again, just another great another great way to talk about Black Panther, mm -hmm. um, because I think at least for me, even though T'Challa was the Black Panther and still like was ripped and was beating people up. Like, I felt like he was actually, like, one of that's the... That's not the solution. To, right. Like, that's the anti-solution. Right. And so, like, he was somebody who was like, wow, like, I'm actually challenged by his actions and, like, mm -hmm. his story. And, like, that's somebody that I want to try to be like. Um, and going back to the example of our dad, right? I think that <laughs> how we He's now live our macho. lives... <laughs> exactly. But, like... Sorry, but that's Dad, but... that's not necessarily but to your point about like influencing people like mm -hmm. because he influenced us we are who we are today yeah we we don't hunt because he never went hunting we mm -hmm. sit around and read because that's what he did um and so like does that make any of us worse men i don't mm -hmm. think so it, it again it goes back to yeah, how you define it, and I think that that is how we need to look at the crisis. You need to, I, I don't want to say you need to because that's just bad, but you I think we should diminish people's definitions of masculinity. You should challenge them to extend their definition of masculinity. Right, right. Um, and And don't, and I think too, like, along with that is like we think we can't influence people or can't be a good man without being macho. And I think mm -hmm. that that is incorrect. Yeah. I was, so uh, I read my one grandmother's book, who we call Mamaw, uh, her second book, which was about um, some of it's about her grief in um, – the passing of her husband, our grandfather, or Papal. Um, so, uh, to me, he's he's like Atticus. He has mm -hmm. that mix of, like, strong manliness, but also, uh, like, tender love yep. and standing up for what's right um, mm -hmm. and preaching what's right. Because um, he's like a carpenter who could fix anything. Mm -hmm. Um, but he like uses his like talents and skills, um, to minister to people who are in need and, mm -hmm. um, help people out, you know, when they're in trouble. Um, so it, yeah, I, you know, thinking about him a lot this week. So yeah, that's a really good example. Though most of our listeners may not be familiar. Well, you gave some examples. But I think, I think too, along with that, is that he used quote-unquote macho things to, to help others. Mm -hmm. it, wasn't, it wasn't the end-all, be-all. Yeah. Um, he, wasn't, he wasn't manly to be manly. Right, right. It was... It was pursuing these things in order to provide for his family, for his community, um, and just 
show love to the mm-hmm. people around him. Um, and I think that, that that kind of is a really good example of what I was talking about, where it's like these things aren't necessarily bad. Um, it's just what what are you making the most important? In his mind, it was, that wasn't the most important. Yeah. The most important thing was people around him. And so by being able to use both this macho-ness but also the tenderness that comes with love, mm-hmm. um, you have just a really good, yeah, just a good man. So with that, do you have any... Uh recommendations for us this week yes my recommendation for this week i was on my website i always go on that i just randomly find new music um and i was listening to this new well they're newer they came out about a year ago i think or this album came out about a year ago um let me see if i can find the name because i only listened to them once picture this is the band and the album but anyways that's not really my recommendation but you can listen to them because they're pretty good i thought it was ironic they have a song that is um about how every song sounds the exact same um and i was like you guys realize that all of your songs sound the same which they could probably argue with me but i thought they were um pretty similar and then, so, but then, my actual recommendation, this, this um, band reminded me a lot of a, the sound of another band, um, I don't actually know how to pronounce their name, Austin, how do you pronounce Derek's um, band? Seneca? Seneca. Seneca, S, no, that's not what it's called, there's an R in there. Derek Paris France? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. Seren Serencia? Just spell S- it. S E R E N C I A. So check them out. They're on um Spotify or they have a band camp website where you can listen to their music. But anyways, this is a band from our hometown. We went to high school with most of these people or their siblings. Um and they're pretty good. Um, I enjoy their, I enjoy their music a lot. Um, I don't know who the girl is singing on their some of their tracks, but she's really good. Um, they're kind of folksy. Yeah, they're folksy. They're kind of my style of music. So if you don't like my style of music, then you might not like them. But check them out anyways because hometown flavor. Austin, what is your recommendation? So I'm gonna follow in my footsteps of doing a regular recommendation and then a just bonkers recommendation. I like so, it. Regular recommendation. Um, I just finished a book called The American. Um, mm-hmm. Well, if you're part of my family, I definitely recommend uh, both of Mamaw's books. Um, yeah. What if you're not a part of your family? If, uh, I don't know. Uh, like, they'd st- it's like a must-read if you're part of our family, but mm-hmm. if you're not, it's still good. I just, I, f- I feel like it would be less impactful. That's um, fair. Because it was very, like, it was just very impactful for me. Mm-hmm. 
but I finished a book called The American by Henry James, um, brother of father of American psychology, William James. Hmm. Um, it was a it was a book from a a culture and time period I don't normally read, um, mm-hmm. which is America post Civil War, pre World War One. Who like construction era? Huh? Oh, it's not reconstruction because it's not in the South. It is not. Right. Interesting. Because I have read a lot of American South that time period. So Um, it's like turn of the century, but not in England? Yeah. Well, it takes place in Paris. um, Because if you know anything about rich people at the time... All they would do, no matter where you're from, you hang out in Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's weird to me because it's like it it's like so optimistic. Um, like it ends up like oh, kind of things don't work out for this guy, but there's still just like an optimism running throughout it. Like these ideas about the world of like nobility and people being better than others they're crumbling uh and the world's about to be a really great place Mm -hmm. and it's it's weird reading that knowing what's coming right um especially because lots of the books about rich americans hanging out in europe Mm -hmm. that i've read are by ernest hemingway and he very much knows what came Mm -hmm. um so it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. It's very, like, charming. If that, <laughs> like, everyone is just very suave and uh, self-possessed. What else would you expect from, like, turn of the century? I know, right? Paris. Like, it. it's just, like, but, like, uncynically. Mm-hmm. Everyone is very suave mm-hmm. and uh, charming. So nice. the Americans, and then so then my off the wall bonkers one. Uh, welcome to a sentence that I never thought I would ever say in my life. Uh, Snoop Dogg has just released a gospel album called Snoop Dogg Presents Bible of Love, and shockingly, it's good. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. How can this be good? I uh, believe me, I thought it would be terrible. Um but somehow like it's good. And like yeah, it's it, like it's weirdly better coming from Snoop Dogg just because of the persona he has cultivated mm-hmm. throughout the years of being like a a person who doesn't care about anything other than weed. Yeah. To hear him talking about like going to church and praying and people needing salvation. It's like it's it's very strange. And then they're like there's one song that sounds just like Migos but it's like a gospel song. Yeah. It's it's so weird. Um but I think it's worth a listen. Is it like, like theologically sound? It's just it like it's a, it's a very like normal gospel album. Mm-hmm. 
which for Snoop Dogg is weird. Right. I'm just like scrolling through this and like it's really long. It is very long. Thirty-two songs. But like, yeah, it it just sounds like normal gospel music. Fascinating. Uh, but like, like pretty good gospel music. It's it's it is like maybe the strangest thing that I have listened to in a while. Just mm-hmm. because it's Snoop Dogg. Right. Normally I feel like I have a pretty good idea of what your off-the-walls bonkers recommendations are going to be, but yeah, I this was... one has thoroughly <laughs> shocked me. I, I did not... Yeah, I found it this morning, and I was like, this has to be like a joke, right? Yeah. Uh, but no, it's... uh you serious the whole time? It's... Uh, it was, it was weird. Fascinating. I found it from the BBC. Classic. Um, yeah, it was like a bunch of songs you didn't realize were about God. Because uh, apparently uh, Justin Bieber is producing a, a Christian-friendly album or gospel something. So. Fascinating. Yeah. That, yeah, so that is my... Regular <laughs> regular recommendation, The American by Henry James, a novel written in 1900. Bonkers off the wall recommendation, Snoop Dogg presents Gospel of Love. Those are like the two most opposite things in yeah, the Yeah, absolutely. World. Uh, so thanks for having us. Yeah. Um, Let us know. See you again. Yeah, let us know if we're completely wrong about all of what we just discussed. Sure. Tell us if we need to be manlier. Yeah, we might not listen to you, but I do have a beard, though, so... That's true. That's kind of just more out of laziness. Yeah, and hipsters aren't traditionally, like, manly. They're, like, like like wannabe. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, have a happy Easter... Mm-hmm. This uh, this Sunday, April Fools, but it's no joke. He is risen. He is risen indeed. All right, we will see you next week. Yep. <laughs>